Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maury. Here I am. Here you are. Down, down four teeth. <laughs> oh yeah. How'd it go? Yeah. Um, it went pretty good. I mean, you're less in pain now. Um, I'm not quite there yet. Um, I'm still kind of sore, just in the areas. But I'd equate it to about pre-surgery levels good. of pain. Good. Where maybe even a little uh, less pain than pre-surgery. So right, because you don't have good. like sideways sweep trying to push your other teeth out of the way. Yeah. A little suck. Yeah, it was not a fun time. So hopefully these will uh, heal up nice and good. No dry sockets. Yeah. So I uh, stay away from straws. Did that right. So that's all well and good, but I have something very important to start this um, episode Wait, off with. Wait, can I do one more? One more thing about my teeth? Okay, if you must. <laughs> I did, my friend Laura did have to babysit me afterwards because I was on, you know, drugs from uh-huh. the surgery. Penis. And so she had to come and, like, watch me and make sure I didn't do anything dumb. Uh-huh. And I did somehow get her to watch my top ten Warrior Cats maps on YouTube with me. Right. You told me about this <laughs> achievement, but I forgot we didn't share this with our audience, so. Yeah, because we, we pre-recorded, but yeah. So, uh, so I did, I did get that. Finally. Okay. Now I have something very important. <laughs> well, tell me your important news. Well, it's not news. It's just something very important you need to start this episode Uh, with. And um, it's something that I don't need your opinion on. I just need you to agree with me because I am right. Okay. I do do need a little bit of your input, but that's only at, like, one part. But the rest I am correct about. Okay. I'm just letting you know. Like, you know this, that I'm correct, but um, you'll you'll understand. You'll you'll know even more once I actually say it. But, um, so... This has been haunting my dreams because it is still October. It is still spooky month. Um, mm-hmm. And so, of course, my brain um, constantly going, constantly thinking. Uh, I, of course, had to uh, figure out what the main characters of Warrior Cats, what their go-to costumes are. Oh, yes. So, um, here are, here's what I have. And just so everyone knows, I am correct. Um, and I, once again, I am, like, I am right. Like, this is canon pretty much like i am an aaron hunter currently um (laughs) so uh starting with gray stripe so gray stripe okay um there's two versions of gray stripe there's gray stripe before he has kids is that guy who wears his normal clothes and a halloween mask and thinks that that's okay um think that Mm -hmm. and like maybe he'll do like ketchup or blood and be like i'm a zombie but it's like it's it's stupid and like you could try harder and you smell yeah um but then, then there's Gray Stripe after he has kids, um, and he is the dad to be. He it's a the- mm-hmm. themed costume every year. No, like there is there is, they have, like it's impeccable and it's amazing. Like they are the Adams family. They are the Powerpuff Girls. Once the kids get older and they kind of like have their own opinions, he still makes it cohesive. Like one wants to be a bat, one wants to be a witch okay make the baby a chocolate bar like it all works like he he is like and also he's in it like he's frankenstein he is cousin it like he he's there and he it's amazing they win all of the family awards for group costumes they go viral on buzzfeed like um (laughs) then of course there's um sandstorm and sandstorm gave me a little bit of trouble because i think there's two versions of sandstorm there's the um, she doesn't have time for this, but of course she's like, 
she has it like she has the outfit like she will pull yeah. out it's she i would say is usually the classic like um like zombie bride or zombie prom queen um that like it's something mm-hmm. that's comfortable still a little spooky but still cute like she's still like mm-hmm. she can she doesn't need to take heels off she can walk she doesn't you know she it like might have like you know the scary blood but like she doesn't have like like random teeth or like stuff and her makeup looks impeccable mm-hmm. um and then of course uh there's cinder pelt so cinder pelt wait you said you said sandstorm had two what was sandstorm oh yeah about? That's her, like, that's when she's, like, has time to prepare. Her, her, when she doesn't have time to prepare, she's a cat. She's a black cat. <laughs> like, she's wearing, like, <laughs> a sexy black dress and, like, the things on her face and, like, she has cat ears. What about Sandstorm as a mom? Oh, I don't know her yet as a mom, so I can't. That's fair. I don't, that's I fair. can't, right. I cannot speak about, um, what we're waiting. I, I can't yet speak about Firestar and Sandstorm as parent, um, because I don't yet know them as parents, so I cannot. Okay. So I, I'm sorry. I will, of course, next year tell everyone once we know them as parents okay. what they're all wearing canonically for Halloween. Um, Thank you. Then there's Cinderpelt. Cinderpelt, and if you guys don't know this person, because um, I know this is something we don't really specify, uh, because if Cinderpelt was a human, we don't really specify like what kind of what her uh, disability would be or like kind of what it would be. I'd like to think mm-hmm. that she'd be have an ant like be an amputee probably because the way they make it sound is either she like she still has her foot she just can't like use it the same way so like, yeah, maybe she would have like hard. a walker or a cane like she would still have her leg but um or maybe she would be someone who uses a um a wheelchair on occasion but doesn't like fully need it to be mobile you know yeah um but i full on i don't know if you've ever heard of josh sunquist He's gone viral a couple of times because he's an amputee who is also a um, motivational speaker. And he has a section on his website for costumes because um, he incorporates his uh, one leg into his costumes. He's like a gingerbread with one leg broken off. He's been yeah. the sexy lamp from a like the a Christmas story. Wait, I have seen you. Yes, you, he's yes. been Lumiere. He's been a Christmas tree. He's been IHOP. Just this IHOP sign mm-hmm. with one leg. Um, uh, one year he was Tigger. Um, and he's also been the Pixar lamp. So. Beautiful. I think that that's what um, uh, Cinder Pelt would be. She would fully embrace. Like, she would be like, oh, mm-hmm. a shark. Like, there'd be a shark attachment and be like, a shark ate my leg. She'd be like, you know, Captain Ahab and have like a stuffed whale. Oh. <laughs> like, she would fully. She'd be a zombie with like a fake prosthetic leg that she'd throw at people. Um. She would fully embrace it. And, like, if she, you know, if she was someone who was using a wheelchair, she'd be that person that turns, like, the wheelchair into, like, a mecca or into, like, a princess castle. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Barley and Ravenpaw, uh, they are the house on the street that has full-size candy bars. Um, it's, yes. it's, it's well-decorated, but it's not, like, too creepy. Like, kids do want to approach. Like, it has, like, cobwebs and stuff, but there's not, like... It's like tasteful scary it's tasteful scary tasteful yeah yeah it has like gravestones but they all have like funny like names like jones and mcbones like nothing like there's nothing bloody or gory or hanging from the trees like it's all just like fun um a very welcoming house yeah and i would say that they would opt for more like a spooky sweater if they don't have to fully dress up like Mm. they would embrace like Mm -hmm. the ugly a Halloween sweater sort of thing instead of like an ugly Christmas sweater um, because they're not much for going out but if they are invited um, they are going to like be like a pun like they'll be salt and pepper 
they will be oh, yes. um, mustard and ketchup, stuff they can throw together um, out of clothes from mm-hmm. their closet. It's 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 always good. Um, it's punny, but you don't, like, hate it. <laughs> and it's, you know. Um, now, here's the one I did have problems with. I had problems trying to figure okay. out what Firestar would be. Because I don't think Firestar is prepared for anything ever in his life. So I doubted he would ever be prepared for a Halloween party. Um, and then I was thinking, well, like, of course, when he starts dating Sandstorm, like, then they would maybe do a couple's costume. Then I thought about, I'm like, oh, I don't actually think they would be very into couple costumes. Like, you know what? I think what this is where I needed your input because I am right. Everything I've said, I've been correct. You're right. Um, but this, I was having problems trying to figure out what Fire, I, Firestar would wear. I think, um, like, his first adult Halloween, like, where he goes to, like, parties and stuff, right. he got a really cool superhero costume. And every year after that, he plans a different super cool superhero costume, but he never gets it together in time, so he just ends up wearing the same costume every year. He's been Spider-Man for the past five years. Yes, basically. Oh my god. I can totally see that. I, but what superhero? Because I don't really see him as being Batman. Maybe he's Superman. Oh uh, yeah, he would just be Superman. Kind of generic. And Superman's nice because, like, he would be one. He's like, Superman's not boring. Superman has a lot of deep lore. If you just watch, if you just read the comics. <laughs> and he would get, like, much into, like, he'd be like, listen, this was made by Jewish creators, and you need to understand that this was a time. He'd, like, know all, like, the deep lore of, like, the first ones and, like. Okay, yeah, but then, like, he plans to be Thor this year. Oh, yeah. But then Sandstorm's like, hey, Firestar, have you ordered your costume yet? And he's like, no. And then she's like, it's not going to get here in two days. We have a party in two days. It's just not going to get here. Because yeah. they don't have Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> of course they, they don't. And so, you know, and so he's like, oh, no. Well, I guess I'm Superman again. Yeah, and that's why they can, that's why she never does a couple's costume with him. Because, like, she's like, I can't be Bride of Frankenstein and not have a Frankenstein. Like, it won't work. And Blue Star? Blue Star never dresses up. No, Blue Star's never, never dressed up. If she might put on a hat. She might put on a hat, like, but if that happens, um Yellowfang put just it a on witch her hat every as year. a joke. Uh Yellowfang uh just like wears a lab coat every year and she's like, I'm a doctor. And they're like, You are a doctor, yeah. and she's like, Yeah, no, I'm also a doctor at here, this party. And they're like, You can't Yellowfang, that's your job. You can't just be a doctor at the party and she's like, But I am <laughs> Um <laughs> And I would say, uh, that did make me think, I do think eventually if they did have kids, um, I don't know why my heart of heart tells me this, but I know for a fact that, um, Sandstorm, Firestar, and whoever their kids may be, they would do a Star Wars one. They would definitely have He would be Han, um, she would be Leia, and their baby would be Baby Yoda, because it's, it's not the same timeline, but it doesn't matter because their baby would need to be Baby Yoda. And if and they then, if they have multiple kids, then they'd be the Ewoks, of course. Yes, yes. I think Ewoks would be very fitting. <laughs> yeah. And if they had like a dog, that would be Baby Yoda. <laughs> if in this in this weird universe where they're all humans, but they're still going by their cat names. Um oh. so there, everyone, now you know if you are trying to do uh human versions of the cats and you want to do Halloween versions, now you know what canonically they would wear. <laughs> 
You know, um, Moon Kitty on YouTube, I believe, has done a Warrior Cats costume one, so maybe you'll have to compare. Oh, yeah. Scourge um, also doesn't dress up, but everyone thinks he's dressed up. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, cool, a greaser. Like, you're a greaser. And he's like, no, I just wear a leather jacket. And they're like, oh, Oh, you're a vampire? He's like, no, No, I just... (laughs) Tiger Star also is every single tasteless joke. Like every oh, yeah, like one. the really inappropriate costume. Yeah, he's yeah. worn racist costumes. Um, so yeah, there. And if I don't know, is there any cast I didn't? I just was focusing on the main ones. Um, is there mm-hmm. anyone I forgot though? I mean, there's an infinite amount of. Cast, yeah, we so get this could be the rest. Gonna... Of, we've already spent like so long on this, so we can keep. Wait, Cloudtail. Who? Cloudtail. Oh, Cloudtail. Um, he's always something funny. Yeah, Cloudtail would be something funny. Um, I think he would be, like, uh, he would dress up as a meme joke. Yes. But, like, people would think he's something else. He's like, oh, I'm that old guy. And they're like, you're just an old guy. He's like, no, but I'm that old guy from, like, the stock images. And they're like, really? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, if not that, I think he would also, um, be, I don't know why, but I could just see him, like, always dressing up as, like, a pirate. Yeah. Or like a sailor. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Little just, sailor boy. I just, yeah, little sailor. When he's a little kid, his mom dresses up as a little sailor boy. Yes. And then he grows up, he's like, I'm going to be a pirate now. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm going to ship you off She's to like, your like, uncle's oh no, house. my son. He's going to the dark side. <laughs> you have to stop hanging out with your uh, uncle. Um, princess always is an angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's a it used to be a Victoria's Secret angel from her college days, um, but now it's just like an angel in a more like appropriate muumu, like <laughs> you know, because she was she was that girl in college, like she was she was you know she was not she was taking names and numbers like left and right, um, but now she's a it. now she's a young mother who lives in a suburban house and wears Crocs. Yeah. And wears Crocs. And wears Crocs. Thank you, Mira. Thank you. Okay. Um. So, I guess we can talk about last time. Oh, we forgot to do the intro. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you ready? Yeah. Because I remember Heart. I'm Tangle Time. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? God, I I was thinking about that very deeply. I hope you can tell. I I can. Um, so I guess we can talk about it a bit last time. Um, I think I remember some parts out of my fury. Um, oh, right. We had we had that situation happen, and then we kind of decided that okay, we got to go get our medicine cat now because I've had a dream where he was like go. 10 paces east and north and look for a lady who's had dreams but forget the fact that she's a lady and then go meet this jerk and be like oh crap is it him and it's no it's this very nice young lady mm-hmm. pedal echo echo oh. 
And now we've brought Echo back and we're like, okay, guys, so I guess now we can all get grievously injured fighting the rats. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yes. She's already been introduced to Sharpclaw, who was not too impressed, but, you know, Sharpclaw. So, uh, Firestar leads her to meet the clan, and he sends Sparrowpaw ahead to tell of the news. The warrior's den is empty, because, you know, everybody's out doing stuff. Right, we don't really have that many warriors. But Clovertail is in the nursery with the kits, hmm. and her own are playing while Mint and Sage are asleep. Clovertail invites Firestar in and asks what she can do for him. And he introduces her to Echo. The kids come to check out Echo, and Clovertail nods, but she looks weary. Mm. And Echo asks if the kids are hers. What lovely strong kids, she says. You must be very proud of them. <laughs> them. Sorry, them. Right, right. Echo had said the exact right thing. Because Clovertail purrs and says, yes, I am. I'm very proud of them. But they can be mischievous at times. I love Clover so much. She's like, she's like leery and like looking at this lady and this lady's like, oh, your kids are great. And she's like, they are. <laughs> I love you. You're my new best friend. <laughs> well, Echo goes and sniffs mint and sage and says, well, these can't be yours too, can they? No, they're mine. Petal appears in the entrance. Sparrowpaw had told them. She nods to Echo and says she's very welcome. Thank you, Echo says. Her eyes glow warm as she looks down at the kits. She says they're beautiful and so tiny. Petal explains how they looked when they came here and how the clan helped them. And Echo's like, oh, that's wonderful. Clovertail purrs and Firestar can tell that she may be pleased to have Echo join the clan. <laughs> So, um, she spends a little more time talking to the queens before they move on. Right, right. And next stop, Firestar is going to show her the medicine den. Sandstorm is uh, still in the outer cave taking care of Patchfoot. He was growing stronger. The infection in his wound was almost gone. Remember last time when he thought he would die? Oh, yeah. He's doing so much better. Oh. We've, we've been going through a lot these times. We've had half-dead people, yeah. a, bu a bunch of new cats just showing up also half-dead, and then rats. <laughs> Sandstorm rises and touches noses with Echo and says, Welcome to Sky Clan. Echo looks to the ugly wound on Patchfoot's shoulder and asks how he was hurt. Rat bite, he says, but Sandstorm fixed me up. Sandstorm says she doesn't know as much as a real medicine cat. Just a few useful remedies. Oh, Sandstorm, sweetie, darling, honey. You're very good. Yeah. I mean, you managed to keep this Echo? dude, like, alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. he, he hasn't been doing great, but he's alive. Mm-hmm. Well, Echo politely asks Patchfoot if she can examine his wound, which is very nice of her. Yeah. Oh, good bedside manner already. She's just like, yeah, good girl. I mean, I I'm all for the rough and tumble, uh, yellow fang methodology of just being like, move aside, <laughs> let me in, you'll be fine. Smack, smack some salt on it, and then spits <laughs> on them, and is like, you're good, and leaves. Like, I love that, but a little bit of nice bedside manners, it it doesn't hurt. He's welcome. She sniffs it and asks what she can smell. Burdock root good for rat bite, Sandstorm explains. A 
otherwise she'd use marigold for other wounds. And cobwebs first, to stop the bleeding. Ethel blinked admirably. You know so much. Oh my god. Who, this girl, I like... After my, she's charming all the ladies left and right. I got it. Nothing but respect for my girl, Echo. She's like saying all these things that Firestar should be telling his wife. I'm not bitter. I'm just Well, Sandstorm catches Firestar's eye and says she had great teachers. And he knew that she meant Spotted Leaf as well as Cinderpelt. His heart warms at the glow in her eye. And he knows that at last she understood his connection to Spotted Leaf without feeling she was a threat. Although maybe she still should think she's a threat because <laughs> Spotted Leaf can't let it go, but, you know, we digress. I mean, he, she didn't episode. hear that you whisper. You want to hear yell about okay, she, that. Didn't, she didn't hear that whisper, so she has no reason to feel threatened because because <sighs> yeah. Spotted Leaf is a little... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Like, I know I said I would not be disrespectful to her because, like, I didn't have a reason to disrespect her, but now, like, now I can kind of do, and now I, like, kind of, like... I hate, like, having a love triangle set up that makes you hate one of the, like, other choices. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a especially woman. Especially when it's girls. Yeah, especially yeah, when it's a girl. I don't like not liking women. I, I don't either. But, but, like, this... And, okay, but this is my problem. Is it, like, I, I don't want to like her, but I feel like nothing about her is well-written enough that it feels justified in me disliking her, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like this weird passive-aggressive and, like, manipulative thing was not done on purpose uh, yeah i highly doubt like it. i don't think it was done on purpose and i that's just like a weakness of all kind of writers like sometimes we have the internal and i'm speaking out women writers specifically like the internalized misogyny that they'll like project things that they don't mm-hmm. like about women onto the women characters that you're not supposed to like it, it's a whole other thing so i just i i dislike her for the canon we've created that she's manipulative and doing this on purpose <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, let's be continue to be charmed by Echo, who is perfect. <laughs> yes. It's the full moon. And the cats are gathering on the skywalk. Oh, right. Skyrock. The skywalk. <laughs> <laughs> they found, yeah, they found a catwalk. <laughs> Firestar feels the tug of homesickness as he thinks about the clan gathering back at Four Trees. Rainfur and Petal had stayed back to watch the kits, but everyone else was here. The last to come was Sandstorm, Echo, and Patchfoot. Firestar is worried that he won't make the jump. I was like, but Sandstorm hey. went over first. That's Patchfoot... <laughs> Patchfoot took a painful running start and launched himself. He landed close to the edge, and Sandstorm grabbed him and pulled him to safety. Oh. <laughs> Echo leaped over and gave Patchfoot's shoulder wound a sniff. Firestar asks if they're mouse-brained. What if he had fallen? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we can, we are so few of us. We do not have, like, the time or space for one of you to die in a stupid way. Well, Patchfoot faces him determinedly. He's a member of this clan, and he wanted to be at their first gathering. And Firestar couldn't stay angry at the courage in his eyes. He says, well, he's here now. But for Star Clan's sake, be careful going back too good a warrior to lose yeah especially like in a dumb way i've lost warriors in really dumb ways but um i don't want to add to that no firestar goes to where skyrock met the cliff and the clan turns to face him 
Sharpclaw is scraping the rock as if ready to sink his claws into a rat. <laughs> Cherrypaw is crouched beside him, just as ready as her mentor for a battle. Clovertail and Shortwhisker sat side by side, ears pricked, and Leafdapple beckoned to Barrelpaw to her, and they settled in to listen. Firestar is seeing how loyal they were to their clan, how determined they were to fight for their life in the gorge, and in that moment, he didn't believe that anything, not even the rats, could overcome them. Oh god, I don't like, uh, like, that was so beautiful and, and cute, and I'm afraid in these last couple chapters I'm just gonna get ripped to shreds. <laughs> Your smile looks very nice, by the way. Thank I don't you. know about it. Maybe it's just because we're not in pain anymore, so you can fully smile. Maybe, yeah. I'm not like, eh. So Firestar addresses the clan. He says, you know, when several clans gather, they exchange news of what has happened last moon. They can't do that. But they can share their news with one another. So he asks if anyone has anything to report. Hi, I'm Echo. I just showed up. <laughs> I'm very. I guess I'm here now. I'm here now. Uh, if you're sick or injured, if you're bleeding, uh, come out, come over to me. Leaf Dapple says she'd like to say how well Sparrowpaw's hunting skills are coming along. Yesterday, he brought back more prey than any cat. Sharpclaw, not to be outdone, says his apprentice is doing well too. And he promises this morning that she would have clawed his ear off if Sandstorm hadn't stopped her. Just you wait, Cherry Palm. <laughs> Only half joking. Oh my god, you guys when is... Sand... <laughs> you guys are a little... When Sandstorm isn't around. Sharpclaw gave her an affectionate swipe with his tail. Oh my god, it's so violent and cute. <laughs> you, they're, they're basically saying, well done. I will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, when Sandstorm's not here, I will kick dead. your butt. Firestar says to please leave her mentor in one piece. They actually need him. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sandstorm steps forward. She'd like to say something about Petal, even though she isn't, you know, technically a member of Sky Clan. Okay. okay. So she stayed with the kits tonight so that Clovertail could come here. And she's been so helpful collecting herbs in the forest. She doesn't know what her and Echo would have done without her. Firestar promises that they'll let her know. Oh, I'm so emotional. The moms. The mom energy. Good I need. I know that she has a husband, like a very dedicated mate. But here's, here's the opportunity for a thruple here, folks. <laughs> or maybe one day she won't have a dedicated mate. Okay, why would you say that? It's like... It's just always an opportunity here. That's true. Opportunity, I should have just said it's a unfortunate reality. <laughs> but in 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 an ideal world, they all live together happily with her boyfriend, her girlfriend, and her girlfriend. <laughs> this is my girlfriend's boyfriend, and that's my boy, and and he's like, oh, and that's my girlfriend's girlfriend, like. <laughs> Sharpclaw says there's something else he'd like to say. Oh. They haven't seen any sign of rats since their leader spoke to them at the barn. What are they going to do about them? Uh, leader? What? Did he say since our leader spoke to them in the barn? No, the rat leader. Oh, okay. I was like, 
That weird rat that spoke cat. I know, I know. I was thinking they were referring to Firestar that as a leader, and Firestar is going to be like, okay, that's a very serious problem, but I am going to interject here real quick and let you all know that I am not your dad. <laughs> I'll never be your dad. <laughs> so stop calling me that. Firestar says Sharpclaw knows what they're doing. The patrols, the battle training, but Sharpclaw cuts him off. None of that is getting rid of the rats. Why don't they go out and get rid of them once and for all? Firestar says it's not the right time yet. Sharpclaw bears his teeth. At this rate, it'll never be the right time. And he asks how long Firestar expects them to live with the threat hanging over them. Firestar says hopefully not much longer. He hates waiting too. If he's willing... Good, validate their feelings. Firestar says that he thinks they should attack as soon as Patchfoot is better. Patchfoot says it won't be long. He could fight now if he had to. Yes, he's like, Firestar says, I could do it. Firestar's like, um, As he's like bleeding out. Sandstorm says you can. Echo's like, I know I just started doing this, but I do not think you are ready. He asks Sharpclaw if that answers his question. Sharpclaw hesitates, but gives a curt nod. Yeah. When no one else, when no one else spoke, Firestar addressed the clan again. They're welcoming a new clan member tonight. Echo's like, "Hi, this has all been very awkward and weird." Do you want to take a guess at her warrior name? Oh, well, I hope she keeps Echo, um, Echo Flower, Echo Drop, um, Echo Heart, um, Echo Leaf, um, Leaf Echo. Oh, Echo Drop I really like, but let's hear it. It's better than all those. Oh! He calls upon the Sky Clan ancestors to look upon this cat. She's walked with them in dreams, and he commends her to them as a member of Sky Clan. He asks Echo if she promises to uphold the warrior code and to protect and serve this clan, even at the cost of her life. Echo says, I do, and Firestar gives her her new name. Echo song. <sighs> if I could, I'd have like active sparkles or like around my eyes right now. I just did like the both hands over my mouth, like, like it was. Oh my god, that's like, that's so. Ah, uh, that's very good. It's perfection and. She's perfection. I I love all the medicine cats and all of their names that range from stupid and funny to um, iconic and uh, ethereal. Like, <laughs> Yellowfang, somewhere, like, in the different realm of just, like, eccentric and a little bit feral. Um, <laughs> but everyone else, like, that's my heart. Clan honors her wisdom and faith. The warriors call out her name, and Firestar sends a silent thanks to Skywatcher. Before we go to the next scene, is that the end yes. of that scene? Yes, that is the end of that scene. Okay, that's well, the perfect time for our scaredy cat fact. Ooh. Ooh. This scaredy cat fact does come out of Japan, so apologies for any mispronunciations. I did try my best to look everything up. But, um, 
I have limited knowledge on how to pronounce things correctly, so, but I, I, I did try, try. <laughs> so, today's scaredy fact, cat. We are going back in time to a land far away, from us at least, in Japan. Long ago, in the Kanagawa Prefecture, there was a soy sauce shop. The owner had a problem. You see, his napkins that he would give to his customers with their order were disappearing one by one. And yeah, he was puzzled by this, so he decided to stay up one night and see if he could catch who was doing this. And while he stayed up in his shop, he heard music coming from the nearby forest. So he followed the sound, and the closer he got, the louder the music was. And then he walked into a clearing and saw a party. A party? There was a fire roaring, and around it, there were not people dancing, but cats on their hind oh. legs dancing around the fire and playing music and songs, each one of them with napkins tied around their heads in decoration. And then he saw the largest of all the cats was his own shop cat himself. And he realized that his shop cat was no cat at all. It was a baka neko. So, Abake Neko. Uh, Abake Neko is a type of yokai demon in Japanese folklore. Um, their name directly translates to mean uh, the changing cat or the transforming cat, or also just known as the demon cat. Um, now, these cat demons are created in a couple different ways. Um, they can be created by humans being cruel to a cat that they own. Or if you own a cat for more than 13 years, so you have five years for, for Amira is going to change. Okay. Um, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Amira. Or if a cat's tail is too long, which may be why the cats in Japan have shorter tails, because they would have had their tails chopped off if they were too long. So possible that they develop shorter tails in, in order to save themselves. So how can you tell if your cat is a bake neko? Um, there are a couple signs. Some are more useful. So this one's, we're going to go from less useful to most useful, like least noticeable to most noticeable. Okay. So number one, are they licking lamp oil? <laughs> so lamp oil in Japan used to be made with fish oil. So this may be why cats would lick the lamp oil, um, because of course they want they want that protein, they want that fish. Um, so yeah. if you see your cat licking fish lamp oil, if you have a lamp using fish lamp oil, <laughs> um, like I said, we're starting from least useful to most useful. Um, yeah, yeah. You also might be worried that you don't have a bake niko. You might have a different type of yokai cat um, that is a nikomata. Um, the way you can tell the difference is Nikomatas have two tails. So, oh. if your cat has two tails, 
totally different demon cat. You need to worry worry about else. Um, but if they that's have, pretty easy to spot. Yeah, too. if they have one tail, then they're either a regular cat or a bake neko. <laughs> um, so okay. uh, easier ways to tell if it's a bake neko. Um, does it shape shift into a, a human, possibly to uh, be a sexy leader or to become a sumo wrestler? So, did you say a sexy leader? A sexy lady. I want a sexy leader. Okay, or a sexy leader, or a sumo wrestler. <laughs> uh, some of them do shape shift into sumo wrestlers. Um, or does your cat speak human words? Uh, yes, mine does. Do they drink blood? Possibly of their owners that they've whispered all the secrets to, and then the owner um, unalives themselves, and then they drink their blood. I didn't tell like this. I didn't tell the scariest stories. If you do want to look up this one, uh, just big old trigger warning for um, unaliving yourselves, and because there were some scarier. The most famous story is about uh, an old lady unaliving herself, and then her cat drinks her blood, and then like gets revenge for her doing that, even nice. though the demon caused it to happen. I wasn't sure. It's a famous Japanese play that I did not read it, the entire thing because it was a lot. Um, or. If your cat is possessing you or cursing you. So, um, you know, we, we might not have lamp oil around made of fish oil, but you probably hopefully can tell if your cat is possessing you, uh, speaking human words, shape-shifting into a human, or cursing you. So that's what you need to watch out for. Again, does your cat do any of these things? Yeah, it might be a Bakeniko. Oh, my cat? Yeah. Oh, every day. Well, Mira definitely says human words, because she goes, Oh boy! Oh, yes. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> I'm wet. I'm wet. That's what my cat says. Yeah, well, my cat um, has drank blood, um, whether on purpose or not. When she kills mice, she does it. No human blood that I've seen. Oh, yeah. Um, she doesn't really speak human words. Uh, I haven't seen her yet shapeshift into a human, but she does uh, act like a little old lady. Um... <laughs> And does she possess me or curse me? Possibly. I yeah, I don't. I'm I mean, every every time she looks cursing you, but probably every time she looks cute or meows at me, I have to pet her. That might be possession or cursing. I tried to put a diaper on my cat the other day, so I'm sure she cursed me after that. Um. Okay, we can't get into that. So that is today's <laughs> scaredy cat fact, and also Maureen shared a, a scaredy cat facts of her own there. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um. That is the story of the Bake Neko, and there are many more tales. Um, I just chose one of the more lighthearted, fun ones. Um, and that one, you can actually visit the location that that uh, supposedly happened. Um, there's apparently a lot of Ooh. places in Japan um, where there's little shrines or uh, small um, sort of setups in honor of these stories of the different areas that they happened. So. That's one of the ones that you can visit. I don't know if the soy sauce shop still exists or if there's just like, um, there's like, there were like different train stations that have like cat eye decorations. Oh, other fun, last fun fact I learned, um, the waving cat that you can see like a lot of, um, cute, yeah. like uh, you've seen like a lot of like, uh, the lucky cat. Yeah. The, the lucky cat. That is a Bakeneko. Oh. Yeah. So. Unsettling. Yeah. So, you know, I. Japanese. But that has a bobtail. Hmm? 
it doesn't have a long tail. Well, not all of them have long tails. That was the the it oh. it oh, no it, it the stories of how you we could never safe. The stories of how Bakaneko's came to be um varied from time period and also different prefectures. So the mm. long tail thing was only certain places. Um, and also uh-huh. even the age thing for some of them, it was like, if you raise a cat for seven years, uh, or if you raise it for 12 years, or if you raise it for 13 years, it will become a Bakeneko. <sighs> so, um, and I don't think they would like get rid of the cats, but they would just decide, okay, I'm going to raise this cat for seven years and then it's on its own. Like, <laughs> cause I don't want it to become a demon who curses me. I don't know. It, it didn't really get into what they did once the cat turned 13. It just was like, and, and then they get like, we're like done with the cat. And it's like, okay. Cause they use the specific. Wait a mirror, you got two years. <laughs> they use their spirit. Cherish them. The specific language of raising the cat. So I think that meant that they just were like, okay, you're 13 now. Get out of my house. Like. <laughs> Because it wasn't like having the cat live in your house. They weren't like, we're going to kill these cats now that they've turned 13. It was more like, okay, you've been in my house for these many years. I don't want you hanging around anymore or you will become a demon. <laughs> and and it's it's kind of like they, the these um, Bakanikos kind of varied. Like they either were, some of them were mischievous, like the story I told where they just were like stealing napkins mm-hmm. and you wearing them as hats to their parties. And But then there mm-hmm. are ones that like, were a little more evil they would like you know curse people or eat people um but uh they they're kind of like i would say like kind of pixies or fairies in english folklore where some of them are more mean than others um Mm -hmm. but it seems that there was a variety of different ones um and uh, some of them they did say uh if you were exceptionally cruel to your cat they would become back and they'll get revenge on you so i was like that's valid Petal should become a Bakaneko. Which my cat will probably do for the diaper. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Ready? Always. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that scaredy cat fact. And I hope everyone likes the scaredy cat fact edit. Because every time I listen to it, I get like all um, self-conscious. I love it. Okay. Good. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> a few days later, sandstorms doling out duties. Leafball is on its way. Oh, God. we I forgot we have a timeline. Yeah, it's almost fall, like it is now. Yeah, it's already snowing here, so it's... We we got our one day of fall, and now it's winter. (laughs) Midwest life. Alright. Alright, so Cherry Paw is complaining that she's fed up with Rat Patrol. Why can't she go hunting instead? Because Sandstorm... Put you on rat patrol, Sharpclaw says. Oh my god, he's... Don't argue. I feel like he's a really good uh, mentor. Yes. And I think that... I wish... Like, one of those... No-nonsense teachers that you respect. Yeah. Yes, that you respect, and he does have, like, a certain affection toward... You know, like, he likes his apprentice, but he's still gonna be tough on her. Like, he, he, he doesn't tolerate goofing around... But once you, like, have that respect, you can goof around a little. <laughs> Cherrypaw looks at him angrily and mutters that the stupid rats aren't coming anytime soon. Firestar pauses. If the clan starts thinking like this, they'll lose their battle edge. The sooner they could attack, the better. <sighs> Sandstorm sends Leaf Dapple to retrieve Sparrowpaw from the watch on Skyrock. Sharpclaw left on Rat Patrol with Cherrypaw and Shortwhisker. When they're gone, Firestar asks Sandstorm how Patchfoot is doing. Sandstorm tells him a lot better. 
He'll be going on a hunting patrol this morning to see how his shoulder holds up. <laughs> That's good. Firestar says good. And he'll have a word with him afterwards. Echo Song bounded down the rocks to give Patchfoot's shoulder a sniff before waving him off. <gasps> and Patchfoot seems to be walking as well as any cat, so he's looking pretty good. Okay. And Sandstorm says Echo Song has been doing a marvelous job so far. She just seems to know what's right, and learns so quickly. Soon, there won't be anything more she'll be able to teach her. Man, and I feel like Sandstorm's like, you know, when you're blessed by the divine beings that rule, rule above us, it makes things so easy. Why do you make it seem so hard, Firestar? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> She's like, you would think having... The sensitive about. <laughs> She's like, don't you have innate knowledge from our dead ancestors? She's like, yeah, I try. But they keep giving me riddles. <laughs> She's like, they're not even hard riddles. <laughs> but her words give Firestar another thing to worry about. Because without another medicine cat, how could Echo Song ever learn everything she needed to take care of her clan? Ah, oh, anxiety. <laughs> Echo Song joins Firestar and Sandstorm. Sandstorm is going to give her some battle training. Even though medicine cats don't really fight, they need to be able to defend themselves and their clanmates, you know. Right. Just in case. Yeah, no, it's it never hurts to know some self-defense, girl. Yes. They set off towards the training area, joined by Sparrowpaw. At the top of the rock pile, Firestar hears excited squealing. Petal is shepherding five kits from the nursery. He waits for them. <laughs> Bounce Kit says Petal is going to let them watch the training today. Petal adds that she hopes it's okay. It'll give her a chance to get some training in herself. Firestar says that's fine and calls towards the kits to keep away from the fighting. Tiny Kid asks when they can learn to fight. Petal tells her soon, when they're apprentices. Mint asks if they can be apprentices too. No, Petal says, we don't belong to Sky Clan. Uh, uh. Sage wails, but that's not fair. Why don't they? You could. Petal tells her she's too little to understand. And Rock Kid asks if that's why they don't have Kit in their names like he and his littermates do. Firestar nodded. If Rainford and Petal decide to join, then Mint and Sage will have new names. Mint's ears prick up. You've got to stay, please. Petal shakes her head. It's not as easy as that. Sparrowpaw and Sandstorm are already sparring when they arrive, and Firestar is impressed with his speed. <laughs> Sandstorm tells Echo Song that it's her turn, but there's a wail from Sage. The kid is teetering at the top of the rock and falls before anyone can reach her. The kid holds up a paw and whimpers that it hurts. No, baby! <laughs> why? 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 I know it's not even a serious injury, but why? <laughs> Echo Song is beside her in an instant. She's like, I'm because ready to prove myself. Flaw. Yes. She gives the kit some gentle licks and tells her that she knows how painful that can be. But she'll be okay soon. Echo Song went on licking and Sage, Sage's whimpering died away. You're making it feel better, she says. Oh. Echo Song tells her that she's very brave, just like a warrior. Try standing on your paw now. Sage got up and put her paw gently on the ground. It feels fine, thanks, she says, and scampers off to join the other kits, telling them that she's a warrior, because Echo Song said so. 
Ecclesong looks after the kit with amusement. Why is that tell so well done? Ecclesong turns to him and says, A snagged claw is easy. But Firestar can see her eyes glowing with new confidence. Yeah. Take it, run with it, girl. Yeah. So Patchwood's shoulder was getting better, and Sandstorm even let him return to some battle training. And she tells Firestar that, you know, he's slow and tires easily, so he's not ready to face the rats yet. Not yet. And Firestar wonders if they should fight without him. He could stay behind with Echo Song and one of the nursing queens to defend the camp. You know? I just really don't think we have enough. Yeah, cats. I mean, it's a choice. It sure is a choice. I don't know if I agree with it, but it's a choice. Tension was rising in the cat. Sharpclaw and Rainfur, usually the best of friends, almost came to blows over a piece of fresh kill. The short whisker looked on edge, constantly glancing over his shoulder. Even the kits were affected. They boldly played out rat attacks during the day, but scurried back to the nursery at any unexpected noise. Firestar wonders where the rats were. He tried to act normal around everyone, but fear stalked him day and night. They threatened to kill them, so why haven't they come? He knew the answer already. Psychological warfare. Yup, the rats hoped to keep them in suspense to weaken the clan. They would attack when they were ready. Echo Song is waiting for Firestar by the river after the last hunting patrol returned. She says she must talk to him. Okay. She looks to where the water flowed from the cave. What's up, girl? Did you see ghosts? Jeez, that's a good sign. She says when they met, she told him that she dreamed of starry cats. Yes, that's how Firestar knew SkyClan's ancestors wanted her to be the medicine cat, he reminds her. Echo Song sighs. What if he was wrong? She forced the words out as if it hurt to say them when she tells him that she hadn't dreamed of those cats since she's come here. Not once. Firestar assures her that she's dreamed of them before. She'll dream of them again. And he tries to keep his alarm out of his voice and tells her that they know how to find her. He doesn't know why the dreams have stopped. But he suggests she sleep on the Sky Rock. That's the place where Sky Clan was closest to their ancestors. Okay. <gasps> Brenna, can you think of a better place for her to go than the Sky Rock? Uh, yeah, the Whispering Caves. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the thing that the it, place where they the they literally would go and talk to the ancestors that he told you about yeah, that Sky Watcher literally <laughs> said our medicine cats used to go here to talk with our ancestors. I don't know how. But I guess Firestar has forgotten that he forgets every slightly important thing like five seconds into it. Well, Echo Song says she'll sleep there tonight on the Sky Rock, not the cave. Firestar presses his muzzle against her shoulder encouragingly. He says he'll come with her. Once night fell, the two of them went to the Sky Rock. It's empty. Where's the cat on watch? Oh. Bum bum. There isn't a scent of rats, only cats. Firestar goes to the tumbled boulders at the cliff face. 
and looks into the darkest shadows. Short Whisker is curled up asleep. A growl rises in Firestar's throat, and he prods Short Whisker and tells him to wake up. Short Whisker stirs, and Firestar prods him harder. Short Whisker springs to his paws, bristling, and asks if the rats are here. <sighs> no, Firestar says, but no thanks to him. What does he think he's doing, sleeping, when he should be on watch? Short Whisker gazed around wildly. He had no idea where he was or what he was doing here. But then the realization floods his eyes. He hangs his head in shame and says he's sorry. Sorry catches no prey, Firestar snapped. What if the rats have attacked? They could have all been killed. Short Whisker says he knows and he's really sorry, but he's just so tired. Firestar says they're all tired, but his anger is fading. Is he expecting too much of the Sky Clan warriors to prepare for the rat attack with every scrap of strength they had left? <sighs> he sighs and tells Short Whisker to go to the warrior's den to sleep. He'll wake Rain Whisker when it's time for his watch. When he leaves, Echo Song comes up to him and asks if there are herbs for strength or to keep cats awake. Firestar says he thinks juniper berries for strength. But he never heard of herbs to keep a cat awake. They need coffee. A real medicine cat would know, Song says, a trace of bitterness in her voice. He's sad to see how much her confidence has waned since she last stood here to receive her name. He tells her to try and sleep, see if StarClan will speak to her here. Song curled up while Firestar watched the stars ears pricked for signs of approaching cats. At last, Echo Song stirred. Firestar didn't have to ask about her dream. The desolation in her eyes were enough. Oh, she says God. She what? <laughs> to, to all she the says she thinks the starry cats have left her forever. Oh, I thought they were, she's like, I had dreams and they just said we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Luckily, not that. Girl, go sleep somewhere else. Don't listen to this idiot. Firestar gives her head a comforting lick and asks if she dreamt at all. Yes, she says. She was standing on a stretch of moorland. There was mist all around her. She couldn't see anything, but could sense terrified cats around her. One of them was calling out to her. But she couldn't hear what he wanted to say. Sound familiar? Firestar bristled and tells her that she dreamt of the first Sky Clan fleeing the forest. He's had those dreams too. Okay. Echo Song brightens, but then it fades. It wasn't a proper medicine cat dream, though. Well, because <laughs> Firestar had it too, but no. Firestar tells her all dreams can be medicine cat dreams. Echo Song says she's not sure anymore she was meant to be a medicine cat. Maybe it was that she was born a kitty pet. Firestar says he was born a kitty pet too. Echo Song looks at him in astonishment. He's like, I don't, is he like holding on to it, like to pull out, like in these random moments For of like, hey, of don't worry, yeah. yes. Well, Star Clan still chose him to save his clan and become its leader. Besides, all cats were wild ones. 
even the ancestors of kitty pets. And he tells her of the legends he had heard when he first joined the clan. That once there were three clans of giant cats. Lion clan, tiger clan, and leopard clan. They roamed the forest freely and were never owned by two legs. A little of their wildness lives on in the heart of every cat. Even kitty pets? Echo Song asks. Firestar assures her, every cat. He tells her not to give up. She dreamed of their ancestors before. She'll dream of them again. Dreams can't be summoned. They're sent. And she'll have to be patient. Sky Clan's ancestors will come to her when they have something to say. Echo Song murmurs in agreement, but Firestar wasn't sure he convinced her. With one last reassuring lick, he rose to wake Rainfur for the next watch. The next night, despite how tired he was, Firestar found it hard to sleep. After tossing and turning, he gave up to sit on the ledge outside the den to watch the sunrise. Sandstorm came and licked his ear, and then tells him she couldn't sleep either. Because they're so in sync. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Firestar says they have to attack the rat soon. <laughs> I do, just like get real sad. Well, he asks if it's the right thing to do. Was he right to tell them to fight for this home? Uh, Sandstorm's whiskers twitch in <laughs> surprise. She's like... What else are they going to do, she asks. Scatter and live as rogues and kitty pets again? Like, <laughs> She's like, <laughs> what are, are, I, don't, I don't think there's a way we can dis, like, dissolve it <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Firestar says there's another alternative. He takes a deep I'm breath. I'm scared. What are you going to say, dude? We could take them back to the forest. What? Sandstorm asks. After everything they've done to help make them a home here? Firestar asks, why not? Their ancestors drove them out and they know how wrong that was. Maybe now they're supposed to bring them back. Sandstorm says she supposes it could work. They'd have to split up and join the other four clans, though. There isn't room now that the two-leg place is built for a fifth clan. That's what caused all this trouble in the first place. Firestar says they won't want to split up now. Somehow they would have to find a way of dividing the territory along new boundaries. Sandstorm's tail lashed. There isn't a way. And he saw that for himself when Scourge tried to move in with Blood Clan. Sky Clan's territory was lost when the two legs built their two leg place. The forest won't support an extra clan now. Firestar knows she's right, but guilt fills him. Was he agreeing because, in his heart, he didn't want to give up any of his clan's territory? Does that make him as bad as the original clans that drove Sky Clan into exile? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I think if he abandoned them now... Th then it, it would, would be. be. But... Hopefully he's not gonna do that. <laughs> I hope so. Sandstorm presses her muzzle against his. She tells him there's no point of working himself up. Sky Clan doesn't want to go back to the forest. 
This is where they feel at home. You know, she says, he's only saying this because he's afraid of leading them to their deaths. But he needs to trust their warrior ancestor who told him to come here and rebuild his clan. He won't let rats wipe SkyClan out. Yeah! Only my stupidity I... can do that. I suppose Firestar starts, but is distracted by movement in the gorge below. It's Echo Song, making her way to the other side of the river. Hey girl! Firestar wonders where she's going. He takes off after her. He loses sight of her, but follows by scent. She had gone into the Whispering Cave. He follows and finds her sitting at the water's she edge. She figured it out without you, dude. Yup. Good. At the sound of his approach, she looks up. The pale light of moss glimmered in her pelt and was reflected in her beautiful eyes. Echo song, Firestar began. Shut up. Tiny Kit just told her about hearing voices. She oh, thank saying. God these kids can do that. <laughs> thank goodness the kids know what's up. Her eyes sparkled. And it's true, Firestar. I can hear them. Too quiet to make out, but they are all around her, welcoming her. Her warrior ancestors are here, just out of reach. And when they are ready, they will come to her. End of chapter 30. You want a little taste of chapter 31? Just an itty-bitty taste. Okay, I'll take a little taste. Rats! Rats! Firestar wakes as the terrified yowl splits the air. Oh, I didn't like that taste. Ooh. That was a bad taste. Why would you give me that? A bad taste. Why would you taste? Why would you give me that to taste? Yeah, I just want a little cliffhanger. I think a little cliffhanger oh, sounds fun. God. <laughs> so yeah, we had that beautiful come to Jesus moment where Jesus came to Echo Song. <laughs> But we've got rats to look forward to. Yeah. Rat time. It's rat time. So, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, we would like it very uh, yes. much. Um, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us on at WCWITCast on Twitter.com. Or you can send us an email at WCWITCast at gmail.com. Uh, another thing you guys can do, which is like really great for us and very useful and you don't even know how much it means to us is if you rate review subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to um if you share the episode with a friend or with the community um if you have a people you uh are people warrior cast with um maybe share a podcast with them um yeah or maybe somebody who doesn't want to read the books but would like to understand what you're all about right, because if you're about warrior cast you want to drag them in Drag him in with us. Want a Warrior Cats book club? Join the slowest book club. Yeah, the Great. slowest book club. You cannot, you cannot, you can only get ahead of us in this book club. Because um, <laughs> yeah. you don't know how many chapters we're reading each week. And sometimes we only read, like, a page. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Emberheart. I'm Tackletug. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Warrior Cats.